hello there. Come in, come in. You must be here for the bull session. The big man at the paperback cabaret has a soft spot for would-be philosophers and books. Once a week, he lets us use a back corner for a little chat in between rehearsals and performances, of course. Man's gotta make his money, you know. Head on back, doll. The gals are waiting for you. Welcome back to another episode of Paperback Cabaret. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. I'm Mary. And I'm Lisa. And we are excited because today, not only are we starting a new book, but we have a new friend joining us. My beloved friend, Lisa. I've known you for so long and I love you so much. And I am seriously so thrilled you're here. So we are actually remembering to introduce you. It took us like three episodes before we finally remembered to introduce Tori. I snuck in as like a hidden third voice. <laughs> like this is just, I loved it too. You're like, it's still me. It's your girl Tori. <laughs> Truly, it's like, yeah, you've heard me for a while. I, I don't shut up. <laughs> so Lisa, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to say for my intro until I actually read the preface of this book, but my story seems to kind of dovetail really nicely with what she's saying. So I'm just going to lay it all out there. I spent 20 years in public libraries, uh, the last 14 as the manager of the branch in our most economically depressed part of town. Uh, I experienced a spectacular burnout that started in, er in earnest when Trump took office. Um, it ratcheted up when the global pandemic happened. And mm -hmm. silver lining, um, because I've clearly had this my whole life, but it led to an OCD diagnosis almost a year exactly into the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. And when she says in the preface, what should have been our moment to come together for the greater good instead of instead turned into anti-lockdown protests as people gleefully expose their friends and neighbors to a potentially deadly disease. This was done to assert their right to never be slightly inconvenienced, even to save the lives of their loved ones. Um, it, I was traumatized. I, I spent a year worried I was going to either die or kill somebody. Um, mm -hmm. And at the library, we went, we went back into our building six weeks into the pandemic. We were um, offering in-person service at the beginning of June, and it was, uh, it was just a lot. So. Last spring, um, April, I decided to leave work and I mean, I needed to, I was just not functional, kind of completed my burnout nine months later after I left. And yeah, so I'm really happy to be here. I love books. I'm excited to talk about books and be with you awesome ladies. Yeah. We're so excited Aww. to have you. Thank you. I know. No kidding. I love that you're like sharing with us like your little story. Yeah. Like I'm an open yeah. book. <laughs> So are we, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like that story is so, like, it's so relatable to so many people during that time. Mm -hmm. And just you being, like, you saying you're terrified. And, like, like she was saying exactly where it's, like, and people are just, like, well, that's so inconvenient. I just, like, my mom, one of those people, you know, it's, like, I don't want to wear a mask and stuff. And you're, like, yes, but people are stressed. Like, right. if nothing else, like, pe people are scared. People are really dying from Yeah, this. people are also you dead. Like, yeah. Can you be, can you 1. be like 1. a little 1.12 bit... million U.S. <sighs> citizens at this yeah. point. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I think I, I really started, so you know, high. I've for years tried to tease apart 
what's wrong with our society and just Mm -hmm. so frustrated. And um, I think where I was working at that level, it just it felt futile, like trying to make change on an individual basis. Mm -hmm. But the the system is still operating against us every every step of the way. It works according to, to design. design. That it works right. according to design. Okay. Every time she said yeah. that, I was just like, "Yep." It works according to design. It's exactly that. It's exactly that with the police violence. It's exactly that with our government systems. It's working how it was supposed to to not help people, to leave people out, to make sure there's someone on the bottom so some, we yes. can step on somebody. So there's yep. a little bit of cushion for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. There has mm-hmm. to be somebody on the bottom. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Thank you, Lisa. I know. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the pod. <laughs> Love <Yay>. you. <laughs> and I'm excited. We're going to go ahead and introduce our new book. We're really excited about this one. It is Mediocre, The Dangerous Legacy of White Male America. The author is Joma Aluo. This was actually a pull from me. And I found it because we kept using the word mediocre when we were talking about men. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see if somebody's written a book. Has someone written a book? As if they haven't, I'm going to write that book. Like, I'm going to write it. And even better, someone else wrote it, got it published, got a shit ton of attention for it. I mean, not always the best attention, truth be told, because that is absolutely heartbreaking. But seeing this and, like, the subtitle underneath it, I was like, I cannot not read this book yeah and i've been so excited to like get into it it's a little nerve-wracking and it's definitely i mean it's another one of those books where i'm like outraged like just a few sentences into any paragraph it feels like and i that's kind of i mean i don't necessarily know if she wants us to be outraged i think she wants us to be aware but i can't help that that's my reaction to it it was you know tracy when i started read when i was reading the preface i had all these all those horrible feelings bubbling up again that I've really had to set aside for my own mental health. And I thought, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I can do this again, <laughs> like revisit it. But I mean, it's obviously we have to. Yeah. I think of, I feel the same way every time we talk about like Kavanaugh or like that whole shit show, like, oh my God. like watching that, oh um, you know, trial play out and just the trauma of like talking about like Anita Hill again and just being like, oh my God, you know, Anita just survivors, Hill. survivors of sexual violence, just <clears throat> watching it play out. And you're just like, every time, like I see a, a picture of him and I'm like, oh yeah, he got the job. He's. He's a Supreme Court justice. I'm like, (gasps) shake it off. (laughs) And I feel the need now to interject the fact that my regret in that situation, because at that time I was so still so ideally conservative with my family, just so tied in with my family where it was truly felt like if I disagreed, like in class, I was openly being like, okay, but like, Oh my goodness, what if he didn't? Like, maybe, like, there's people saying, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I look back at that and I am like, somebody give that girl a hug. She's so traumatized. <laughs> like, she was traumatized. Like, you girl, you were also assaulted. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, that's one of those moments where I look back and I'm anyone who was in that class, if you were ever listening to this, I am so sorry you ever had to hear me go on about some dumb shit like that. Like, rape culture is real. Believe women, believe women at all, all costs, at all times. I, I don't care. I believe women. I believe women. And mm-hmm. that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I feel like you just said that and that just like triggered me too, where I'm like, oh God, what was, who was I back then? Oh God, like that hurts my heart so much. And like, I do feel the need to apologize to anyone who had to know me at that time where you were. You know what the great I mean, thing, Tori? Did, but. The great thing is that you have grown. And if everybody else oh, was willing Lisa. to be wrong and grow, we would be in mm-hmm. a much better situation. I'm literally going to start mm-hmm. crying, but that no was literally kidding, such right? a big thing for me. It was a big thing for me to like, but I was wrong. Like I had to admit that at a certain point and like what I believed was wrong. And it was like, it was truly a slow, like it's same with you where it just was like a burnout from everything, from my mm-hmm. church, from mm-hmm. everything. I felt burnout from my jobs, from going to school, having to do this split with my family where they believe this crazy thing. And it's like, now I feel so free to be able to express my feelings with them or like how mm-hmm. my views. And I know that they differ from what they believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're going to hear me for what I say now, because I disagree. I had to, I had agreed with you for all this time. I agreed with you and you love to hear my opinions and you love to hear that feedback loop. Now you're going to hear what I have to say too, when it's something different than you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think my dad had told me like, I love that you like kind of turned it around on like the Trump thing and everything like too, like how you just really were like, you kind of were able to be like, I didn't like how he performed in this election. I didn't like how he was in the mm-hmm. four years that he was around. I didn't like the person he turned this country into or like, you know, or like the person like this, exposed. like what he, it, yes, I don't like what he brought out. I guess mm-hmm. cause he didn't. And she said that too. Mm-hmm. I don't like what he exposed from our country. I don't like what he dredged up from, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. like that. I can see white male supremacy mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't like that. I can see it now and I can connect those dots and maybe that's also education and stuff, but like it truly has been such a big thing for me to, change my mind and all this like or to be able to be like i did i i don't feel that way anymore although mm-hmm. like that's you know not, i really struggled I with with that exposure too but but it was just exposure i mean it was all there right under the surface just waiting for permission to come back out exactly. i was gonna say she talks about that i think in the preface that like the reason mm-hmm. that she's not gonna focus a whole chapter on trump is because like yeah mm-hmm. he is the face of white supremacy as we know it now, but it's the face. It was yep. all still yep. there. The it's, system yep. was working by design. It was doing what it was supposed yep. to do. Yep. And so it's not like he mm-hmm. brought it up because he's so powerful and only he could do it. It's like, no, he gave a name and a face mm-hmm. to something that was already there. You know, he gave, yes. and, and he literally as president gave permission mm-hmm. to have these mm-hmm. bigoted mm-hmm. ideas and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't think he shouldn't songs, rot in guys. hell forever. Oh my but. gosh, I almost <laughs> forgot. I almost yeah, forgot. Yeah, I want to not, don't want him to die. And, uh, okay. I don't want something really terrible to happen to him. But would be, anyway, you we'll don't. Would be, would be a shame. Oh, I'd be so sad. I'd be so sad. Would be a shame if something happened to him. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. I used to have, you guys, I just have to share this. Yeah. So I, I used to go to... Um, a group pretty regularly and we would do a 20 minute meditation at the beginning of it. And we often did the loving kindness, like compassion meditation. And when I had to, Uh when it got to, it was guided. And when it got to the, I often picked Trump as the person I was trying to be at peace with and extend goodwill to. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Like the hardest. Do you extend him goodwill now? 
<laughs> yep. Wow. You're like, I have to be at peace with the world we're in. I have to be at peace with the world we're in. We're in it. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we did not introduce our songs, so we can, yeah, we can go yeah. take a step back a little bit. It's really exciting to get into this book. I guess I was just like, book time. I know, me too. I was like, man, we did not fully even finish our introduction. <laughs> <laughs> You're already deep into it. <laughs> we're doing the work already. <laughs> okay, so who wants to start with their songs? Mary? Sure. Oh, Lisa's eyebrows went up too. So. Yeah, Lisa, do you want to go first? Everyone's You're our guest. <laughs> Look at Lisa's face. Sure. Like, so yes, this is I just do. where we yes, share like what song we have on in heavy rotation. Yeah. What's carrying you through this week? Yes. Um, mine is definitely Purge the Poison by Marina. Love. Yes. <laughs> and it's so perfect for this. I love this, book. <laughs> this is this is good. This is good. I love her. Oh, me too. Mine has mine has a title kind of like that too, where it's like, oh okay, that's what that song's about. <laughs> yeah, well I get all my best music sure from my 13-year-old daughter. And Marina so just um everything she does is wonderful. She is so good. That's got cool. me through. Got me through the Tumblr years. Got me through my teens. <laughs> yep, I know some of the smoking bubble gum bitch. Yep. Oh my god, I know this. this smoking is. a cig outside my parents' house, just like I'm 15. Angst, and, just yeah. angst. angst. I'm so pissed like at seeping everything. Seeping out of my pores. <laughs> yeah, literally seeping out of my pores. Literally. Oh, I love this. This great. is very exciting. Oh. Mary, what are you listening to? Um, okay, so I watched The Matrix this week. So there's an honorable mention. <laughs> it's so good. Also, I was thinking about this book because I was watching it. But so little um, honorable mention to Wake Up by Rage Against the Machines. They just like, went on tour with Run the Jewels, and I was like, to be in the pit, man, with Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine. Want to go? Yeah. Well, I they. Mean, I think they. I, I think they finished. They. I would die. In the pit. I would die. I know. <laughs> in the pit. <laughs> That'd be so watch. good. I'm like, Run the Jewels got me through the first months of the Trump. <laughs> <presidency. laughs> wow, Literally. Chaotic. Literally. Yeah. Is this how you feel? No, it but is Mary. it's just me and Mary it. down there like <laughs> raging. <laughs> yeah, literally. Whoops. No, but my main song is The Wind by PJ Harvey. Because that's, I, I listen to that constantly. Okay. And especially this week, I've been listening to it. I love that. Any particular reason why, or is it just good? Mm, it's just, uh, it's steeped in nostalgia for me, as is everything that I listen to. It has, like, other memories attached to it of a part of me that I feel strongly aligned with or proud of. And that's something I was listening mm -hmm. to a lot when I was in my feminist theories class, which I've been thinking about a lot. So, Yeah. Yeah, did uh, exceptionalism or exceptionalism, essentialism, did it put you in the <laughs> essentialism? Yeah, yeah, literally. It's exceptionalism. Yeah. Case. Also, I talked to I'm my friend, I talked to my friend Eden this week, who was in a lot of my women's I studies heard. classes. And so I've been like thinking about that time when I was like talking to her a lot. And yeah. 
I heard good things about our talk with Eden. Yeah, she's my favorite. I want to have her on the pod. We should. Absolutely. We absolutely should. Absolutely. Yeah. My song this week, I've really been on a Stevie Nicks kick still. Obviously, we're going to talk about Let this it. every time. I want you to. This week, uh, Rhiannon. Mm. Mm. She rings like a bell through the, the night. night. Oh, Boy, God. I know, I'm like, don't get me started, because I'll jam right now. That's one of the songs I can belt out in my car and just, like, roll the windows down and just, like, anything Stevie Nicks always yeah. feels so free to me. Gypsy, put it on, put it on, and I'm just like, yeah. I know, yeah, that's the down. one. It could be four degrees outside. Put the windows Doesn't down. Matter. I know, I just yeah. need to feel it. Dreams, I just need to feel. Mm, oh. mm, Silver Springs, oh. Doesn't matter. That's anything. Turn Love it on. Her. And crank Why it. is she so good? It's like, oh, my cousin this week. I love you, Charisma. Hopefully she never listens to this. God love her. God love her. She was like, she's a witch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, she is. Yeah, okay. And of course she yeah, is. I like it. What is, what is the vibe? What do you like? What, she, she put Stop a spell being so on judgy. you? She put a spell on you? What are you mad about? Like, okay, cool. I just thought it was so funny the way she said it. She was like, she's a witch. You know? She's a witch. And I was like, yeah, the white witch. She's, yeah. No, she's, she's not a witch. She's secret. the white witch, actually. The witch. She's the white witch. Put some respect <laughs> on that bitch's name. Like, yeah. She's earned that title. She was in American Horror Stories, the witch's Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't come for her. Coven. Are you kidding me? Seven Wonders? Right. Seven Wonders? That song. Oh, that movie in the show, too. (laughs) Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started on Stevie Nicks. Respect the witch. I love it. After we just did our witch book, you cannot help but to respect the witch. Oh, my God. So good. Um, I'm choosing Blood in the Cut by Kay Flay this weekend. to it that I'm definitely feeling and it's K-Flay I really really like her she's just really fun like a lot of her music just hits me in really fun ways so that's my no big story yes just like emotion that goes with the music we're having a real angsty week is what I'm hearing you know what a real angsty life it feels like (laughs) with these songs (laughs) I mean it it works according to design Tori (laughs) you know it's almost like the system wasn't built for us to be comfortable and like be able to leave our house and feel safe so weird vacation Yes. I don't know. This just like touched my heart yes. so dearly, and I mean, obviously, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm the black girl. She's talking about, you know, what I mean, I'm the black woman. Like, it, like it's gonna make me cry again. But she's the book. This book is dedicated to black women. You are more important than white supremacy. Like, just something you never hear. They love that. You know what I mean? Like, wow. That just, I don't know why that line was just so powerful. Like, what a powerful dedication. I didn't yeah. see it. Thanks for yeah. it's on the cataloging and publication page, so yeah. I missed it. Thanks. Yeah, I it's, love. That. I I don't know how I was. I flipping to your book and I saw mm-hmm. that and I was like, everything like from this book to its core, it is for Black women and it is for I mean not just Black women. It's for women. It's for mm-hmm. anyone but fighting is, against white supremacy. I think supremacy. there definitely is like a much needed focus for Black women. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. And I think I always try to like, well, for women, but it's like, no, black it's women. Okay. It's for black women. It's okay. This is because who who suffers the most under, you know, white male patriarchy. A white exactly. supremacist. Yes. Exactly. Patriarchy. Like it doesn't it's it's not designed for us of mm-hmm. all people. Mhm. Mhm. Like she talks about your the proximity you can get to whiteness, but it's like 
there is no proximity to whiteness for the black woman. You can marry a white guy, but you're still a black woman. You know what I mean? Right. You're still a white or black woman. Mm-hmm. And this was still never built for you. Not a single thing was built for you to succeed. Yep. Black men will push their way in and they do not care to, you know what I mean? To grab the girls or women with mm-hmm. them. So it's like everything has been built against you. Because mm-hmm. it's all, it's all worshiping the white male supremacy. So it's like, you know, women have, white women have their whiteness and black men have their maleness. And, you know, mm-hmm. so the behavior of domination has been modeled. And so then oftentimes that's where we see preferably white woman being a weak link and being like my whiteness will protect me though my white husband will look after me and it's like Mm-mm. well and you're not wrong Mm-mm. because at a certain point it's like black men don't have that same privilege in so mm-hmm. many ways mm-hmm. we saw that just in this tyree oh nichols God. case oh God, where yeah. the white cop who was also at the scene mm-hmm. was still kept his job he's yep. fine he's yep. fine but of course, we immediately let go of the five black officers because they're expendable. And we expendable. point to it and we're like, look, 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 we that, did that was the problem. See, it's also black people. Black cops are also the problem. Right. As if it's not to point out that it's maybe a system of problems, not just the one cop or the five that yeah. you just got mad at. It's, it's infuriating. It's endlessly infuriating yes. to be a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. Works yeah. according to design. Yep. So saying that... Um, I want that tattooed just, on me next. That's right? going to be another tattoo. <laughs> One from each book, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> but it's going to be me. I work according I to design. I work according to how I was designed to work. Heck yeah. Not really. My body does not function properly all the time. Same. So I, won't, I won't make that One of the worst. <laughs> One of the worst things about being alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always having a body that works right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So with the introduction, we're just going to talk a little bit about the book that we're choosing, I think by now we've kind of jumped into like almost what we're expecting, why we're reading this, how this has like already hit us as a book that we want to read and are already resonating with in so many ways. So if we just want to like talk about the introduction today, does any, oh, one of the things that I would like to say about Aluo writing this book is the amount of hate and insecurity that she faces for writing this book. She has struck a chord, and I think it's one that desperately needs to be addressed if we're going to get ahead. Because one of the big things that she points out, like I watched a couple different interviews and lectures and stuff with her just to kind of like get a feel for her, and I am in love i'm in love she's brilliant she is brilliant like this is a voice we need right now and so getting a chance to do something like a conversation around it just feels really 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 valuable so the one thing that i love about this is kind of how she kicks it off with the discussion around shitty white men that kicked her off writing this book Ladies, can any of us possibly relate to the shitty white dudes? Are we exceptions in any way whatsoever? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know, Tracy. I've met a few men. I've, I've never. I, all the guys that I've met, all the white men? men that I've met have been great. 
So I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know, know if this applies to Violet. I, I feel like this personally. face is like my thinking face. Like where you like go back into a dream where it's like, and you're in a dream and you're like replaying all of these moments on a loop. Where yeah. It's just like me getting tripped in the hallway by this dude. Not really. That's not a highlight reel. It's your Literally, highlight, it's a highlight reel. reel of like yeah. white men pushing me down. <laughs> Every every fight I've had with an ex boyfriend teacher, I think about I've just last with, night. I told my like, friends a story about one of our good friends, the same one who said I would didn't understand love fully because I didn't have a kid. Believe it or not, it's that recurring, guy. recurring visiting. But it was that guy, white guy, obviously. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, I, they were like, I I said something about how I'd have a conversation with him once about not voting, and they were like, Oh God, yeah, he's like super anti government, super some anti blah, blah blah and i said the problem is i remember i had a conversation with him about that that was i he i talked to him about voting and my point to him was you don't have to worry about voting and it's like that's yeah. exactly the the entitlement Bingo. of a white man yep. mm-hmm. of being like i don't vote because i don't believe in government and you don't have to don't have because to. your rights are never at stake mm-hmm. your rights are never on the balance like mm-hmm. yours are never hanging there so for me to sit here and tell you you need to vote because well, then get involved some. I think at the end mm-hmm. of it, he ended up kind of conceding a bit. Like, it's, it would be worth it to get involved a mm-hmm. little bit, even if mm-hmm. you don't, like, agree with government or whatever. But yeah. it's just the idea that, like, you can go your whole life and be like, oh, I don't think about government. Mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. Like, oh, I don't like government, so I don't think about it. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't ever touch you. Yeah. It's never at your doorstep. It's never threatening you with a gun. Nope. You're never barging into your house. Mm-mm. They're never taking away your rights. Right. That is never... Your body is you. never going to be held hostage. You always have your autonomy. Mm-hmm. You always fully have your autonomy as a white man. And you're always going to receive either less or more than the group that you want to have oppressed. Yes. So that you can have that sense of supremacy and entitlement continue. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think one of the things that I appreciate about her writing is the fact that she points out the, that this is bad for white men too like this entire this entire system that one that part yes like they are a huge majority that is not getting what they were told they would get because they will never get it like one of the things like one of the conversations that i watched with her in it she was like it's like a pyramid scheme you know yeah you're told you're gonna get this you are assured this is your thing. This is what you will get. Every, every little bit of this, that's yours. And then it doesn't happen because how can it? Like yeah, our they're true believers. Not... How do you dismantle Absolutely. the system when they still think when they're they going... believe in it? No, and yeah. the joke is like, and then they turn it around and sell it to you as like, well, we're not getting this because minorities because have the you. rights, yeah. because our women are getting all the rights. And the reason we're not prospering is because of all these other people and not the white man who is clearly like not paying his workers enough or not yeah. you know what i mean not mm-hmm. you're not receiving the val like the cost for your i don't know you know what i mean like that's what i don't understand either where it's like missing it's scapegoating it's scapegoating but to minorities or in like in women mm-hmm. instead of like the white man who is very clearly oppressing you mm-hmm. it's that's just it I, at the end of the day it's like an inability to even fathom that maybe your demographic could be the demographic that is pushing you down yep further. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. and you know Tr- tracy when i saw this question on uh you know for up for discussion our shitty white man stories um <laughs> for me it still feels too threatening to share openly about them oh yeah 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 that's terrifying 
I know. I know. And it is. I mean, it's like we talked about last week a little bit or couple weeks ago talking about like breaking up and kind of like oh my gosh when you break up with a guy and you do that thing of like you were great though you were Mm -hmm. amazing and it's not your fault I'm just like going through some stuff Mm -hmm. right now and it's all me because there's like a fear of violence or like what if what if me you know because unfortunately I've almost every breakup I've been in has been that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. please don't kill please don't hurt punch me, me in the you face. I mean? Please don't or overreact right now. Please, please, please don't, don't get trash me on social media to your friends, yes. to our community. Mm-hmm. Like the retaliation opportunities for men who feel like they have been shortchanged in a relationship because they were a nice guy yes. and you still broke up with them. Those things have just expanded. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often is a woman's like privacy invaded and exposed? Because she's she's mm. pissed off, yeah. One entitled man, like that happens yeah. so much more often than I ever imagined, well, and it is terrifying. I sent you yeah. that TikTok the other day of that girl. She was reading a poem, and it was kind of about just how being the only girl in a car in a group of guys, and it's like mm. he seeing them objectify other women and having to be like. Hey, but like, let me think about your sisters and put it in their perspective, making it easier for you to intake than it is to live is kind of Mm -hmm. how she ends it, where it's like, I will Mm -hmm. make it easier for you to hear how bad of a person you are being right now than it is to live in a world where I don't feel safe, where I am fighting for you to understand Mm -hmm. that you like yelling out of your car window to say something to these girls is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like she just talks about seeing them scurry away. And it's like, we've all been there. We've all been those girls. Where you're on the street and some guy's yelling out the car like, how much? Or something stupid. And you're like running away because what is wrong with you? Because why would you say that to me? And I'm terrified. Right? And you yeah. could literally grab me and throw me in the backseat. Like, I am terrified. And it happens. Because it happens. Which is, but also what's, I was thinking about this too as we were reading this book. And also, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about like, there's been a lot of, ch- it, you know, celebrity internet gossip about Leonardo DiCaprio dating a 19-year-old I put child. It, I put it in that's our been like, show notes. That's been ruminating. It's <coughs> like the expiration uh, date, and I'm like, we're looking at you, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, literally. We're looking at Gross. you. Right? But, like, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about, like, obviously we know this from the media we ingest, that the bodies that we see are bodies of mm-hmm. children. And I was thinking about how much more I used to get hit on when I was between the ages of 12 to 16, Damn. like how much more men would come up to me, follow oh my me God. and all that stuff. Like when I had the body of mm-hmm. a child versus now that I have the body of an adult mm-hmm. woman, like, and of course, like the gremlins of men online are like, yeah, cause you're fat. Yeah. Because <laughs> now you look old, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, cause you're attracted yeah. to children. Because our culture has created a space that says, I want to objectify a mm. child. I feel comfortable. We all feel comfortable. That makes me want to vomit, Mary. It's just true, yeah. but it makes me want to vomit. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so one of the things that, and we talked about this in, in like when we were in, in Defense of Witches, about a conversation that I had a friend with mine where he was like, I don't know how to live in a world that automatically, I I can barely say this without laughing. I don't know how to live in a world where I'm automatically assumed to be 
a piece of shit because of my gender and my skin color. And that coming from a white man, I wanted to kind of murder him in the moment. (laughs) And I didn't know what to say at the time. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't want to rock the boat. But after like reading the intro to this, I realized my question should have been, should I automatically assume you're great? Yeah. What have white males done recently that makes me think you guys are great? Should I automatically give Mm. you my trust, my consent, my everything? Should I make you comfortable at every given opportunity? Wait, let's let's use the same thing we've heard for black people for years. Well, I guess if people assume that about you, maybe you give them other assumptions. Be so be better, and then people won't assume oh that about God, you. Yeah. If you stop being, if you stop acting like that, yeah. people will see you differently. If you don't act like thugs and hoodlums, then people will see you differently. If you don't act like rapists and pedophiles, people won't assume you're a rapist and a pedophile. White man. Like, mm-hmm. stop being. If we're rapist, not, if you're not in the de- the demographic of oppressors and like God, pull yourself out. Then be the yes. one that's trying to. Rally people together to get yeah. women abortion rights again. Then yeah. be different. Yeah, be, what are be you, better then. What are you doing to prove be an that exceptional you white man? Deserve then. us to yeah, like be take you as something other than what we see day after day after day. Examples of what white supremacy does I to found- individuals, communities, our infrastructures for government. Like it is seriously terrifying the way that things are set up right now yeah i found that tiktok it just said yeah. is the dilemma of the woman who wishes to inform the sexist politely mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have to sit there and smile and make them feel okay about it and Which spoon I, feed it to them <laughs> i love that she did not pull any punches yeah. with this title like i when i went to germany i wanted to take this book with me i wanted to have it on the plane I wanted to sit in the airport with it. Um, I ended up not doing that. And part of it was fear. I feared a reaction for the book that I was carrying. And this woman wrote it. I thought about the witch's book every time I brought it anywhere. Well, I think, Mm -hmm. I know, I was feeling that, I've been feeling that too with like bringing it. And I haven't, I haven't gotten the book yet. It's still coming in the mail. I have from the library. Yay libraries. Um, Yay libraries. It's not on my screen anymore. But yeah, I have it. I have the, I have the audio book on my phone right now. Um, but, um, I was thinking about that with mm-hmm. work and it's like, my boss is mm-hmm. great. Like, you know, he reads a lot of anti-racist literature and like queer literature and like is trying, cause he's a doctor. He's trying to be a more informed <coughs> physician. That's for his really patients. cool. But, but even, but even then with a title, like he's, he's, he's a, a white, white guy. guy. And so I still feel like if I leave this on the counter at work. Is he going to be like, hey, what, what are you reading? What, what are you indoctrinating my kids with? <laughs> you know, and I don't I don't feel embarrassed in any other context of my life. Like, I'm very full frontal feminism, mm-hmm. full frontal. You are on native land. You are on native land. Mary's gorgeous hat says you are on native land. I want viewers to all know that. Listeners, viewers, viewers to know that. This is this is a uh, native operated and owned brand, um, and it's really really good. You go, Mary. Doing yeah, the work. Called, you are on Do native land. Work. Find them um, for us to 
Follow them on Instagram and stuff too. That'd be cool. Also, send me the yeah, link for the hat. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, link for the hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it from REI. Like they're at co-ops and stuff like okay, that. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, you can keep going. So on your. It's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um. You said you're usually full frontal feminism oh. all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But it is it is an interesting yeah. thing too with like working with kids and people are very like. I don't know. I think that is a that is a place that I need to probably investigate more. That like no, it's it's a mm-hmm. good thing for kids to know about you know these perspectives in a way that is digestible, adapted to their mm-hmm. age level of. Well, like, had you seen that TikTok I had sent you? Yeah. I'm like. Do you see those TikToks? I, I just keep sending you. I know you do because you're always. Oh, oh, I watch them. Like, every I know you day, react yeah. to them, so we're always just back and forth. Well, the one was like a guy teaching his, or he was saying he was teaching his son about racism or his daughter, and she was young, and he was like having her watch videos and stuff of like I don't know if it was riots or what they were watching videos of or something, but he was kind of trying to like teach it to her, and somebody had said something to him about like well, like, don't you think she's a little young and that's going to scare her? Or she, I think the little girl had said something like, this is a little, or her mom or something had said, this is, like, too violent for her or something. And he was like, well, people live this. Like, do you think the black kid, he was like, oh, your sister, I don't know if they were mixed or what was going on, but he was like, she was called the N-word at the age of eight. She had to deal with that from the age of eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? A Mm -hmm. little girl. Mm -hmm. Right. So why should our white children be protected from that? Yeah. Yes. That was exactly mm-hmm. it. We're not going to, I'm not going to shield you from the conversations that these people have to live every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a, a good sentiment. And I it was like, that. I understood yeah. what he was saying. I understood like, I, cause I understand being like, it's too heavy for kids. Like kids should know about race, but it's like kids hear you talk about, oh, well these, these Mexicans oh, are coming think... over the wall. People, kids hear that. Kids hear that stuff. Kids pick up on you being mad about the people coming over from the Middle East. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, and I, I think it is important. Like I've talked to their parents about it and like, you know, Isaac for black history month, they've been talking about like, you know, Martin Luther King day just happened and racism at, you know, a first grade level. Like I've been talking to Isaac about it, but I think what's harder for me is like in, in the negative being like, yeah, men ain't shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? To children is where I'm like, okay, maybe maybe let them figure it out on their own time. Or I don't, I, maybe I don't know how to, how to phrase it in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and for them, it's almost like men don't have to be shit. And maybe if you, men don't have to be shit. Yeah. You don't have to be shit. Be better and I think, than mm-hmm. all the men you've it, seen. If they were, it's just, it's different than if, if they were yeah. my kids, if they're my kids, they'd be getting this shit day yeah. in, day out. But like, you know, since they're not my kids, I think I'm more just like, if the parents aren't telling me to teach it to them, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I, don't I know. think that's kind of my approach with like my brothers, my nephews, where it's like I try to just be accepting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your parents are both a little very conserv a little very conservative, but I want you to know I'm accepting. I my brother asked me what a man is. I saw a Justin Baldoni book and I was like, I should buy that for him. But it was <laughs> so it was like something like. Yeah how i became or how i it's something about manhood but basically like fi- like unpacking like toxic masculinity stuff. And i was like yeah his dad would see that and be like the fuck did you buy this kid and i'd be in trouble kicked out of my parents but you know mm-hmm. what like how are we supposed to combat children being homeschooled neo-nazi homeschools like that's been in the news mm-hmm. recently yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah if other people no are around that I mean, those kids don't stand a chance. That's their mm-hmm. home. 
Yep. Well, and this is mm-hmm. like, yep. she is even, I feel like she kind of, what did she say? Basically, like, the mediocrity of white men is detrimental <laughs> at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's holding us back Everyone. from it's progress diametrically in a lot opposed. of ways. It's diametrically opposed to uh, survival of our planet, really. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. survival of our women. Yeah. Yes. Survival of women. Yeah. <laughs> it's. And I love that she talked about the fact that it's willful ignorance. At this yes. point in time, yep. if you're a white guy and you're like not actively doing the anti-racist work, your ignorance it's is It's not okay to be better Jim than. Banks, I know not okay he's not stupid. Fuck he's yes, doing this Banks. like yeah. performance to pander yeah. to mm. the base. I don't know. Yes. Exactly yeah. that. Yep. And it's like exactly... It's just, you know, it's so frustrating. It's so endlessly frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. Just the way she said it, too, where it's like it mediocrity is we cannot do it. We can't be better than other people. Like when I was talking to the other guy, white guy, about when he was sitting there like, well, America has no barriers to entry. We can't just be better than other countries that help. Like, what are you talking about? It's not enough to say that, well, we handle... We, it, um, or it's better than to be in America and get off your feet than any other country. Mm-hmm. What's better than? What's better than? And for who? For What's who? better than? And like I said, yes, I, I tried to break that down to him too. If you're homeless, you're not coming back. If you're, you get addicted to drugs, you're not coming back. If you go to prison, you're probably not coming back from that. Mm-hmm. If you, you know what I mean? And one in, thir- one in three black men are going to prison, then we have to start addressing this shit. We got to start addressing it because at a certain point, it's not working yep. anymore. This doesn't work except for the mediocre white men who are in charge right now. I mean, it yeah, really it's working by design. And it only works for the ones at the top. That's it. What'd you yeah. say? So it's yes. working by Actually, design. Yes. It works I mean, by design. You talk about it's prison system. The system's working. It's working like it should. Yep. We need prison. We need slave labor. We still need slave labor mm-hmm. in this country. We mm-hmm. are a country still mm-hmm. driven mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. slave labor. And that's Whether exactly what it is. Slave labor is black people getting whipped or the slave labor yep. is people in prison who are also yep. being abused, mm-hmm. given mm-hmm. barely anything to eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Literally mm-hmm. getting scraps, basically, and then being abused by the guards. Like, yep, yep. we are still a country driven by slave labor and on the backs of African-American men and women who are... You know, smoked no, weed no, and no, got no. arrested, like, basically. What? A lot. Literally, yeah. who had a bag yeah. of weed? Who, yeah. The like same thing what? when a white guy does yeah. it or get like, a, give oh, it a slap on the hand. Yeah, that's, that's well, what, you that's admitted you to do. it, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. You have so much I'm, potential. I'm also, I'm reading Darkly by Layla Taylor right now, and she's talking a lot about, like, the stuff of, um, you know, like, driving while black, sleeping oh while black. Oh like God, the. yeah. In, like, you know, 2016 through 2019, when, like, the police brutality knows no ends. And it's the ways in which, until our country deals with Mm -hmm. slavery by means of instituting laws that change, financial reparations, Mm -hmm. and making our government look like the people that it Mm -hmm. represents... We will not yeah, know peace. Mm-hmm. We like, also got to get off the war the machine. The system needs to be. That's yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> Take care of our planet. So yeah. Stop going to war. Like these ideas of, um, it's they're all toxic masculine mm-hmm. ideals that are yeah. not in working. service of capitalism. That we 
Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, is it capitalism? Yeah, no. Oh no. We look in this oh, deep pot. No. We look in this deep well of problems. Oh no, capitalism's at the bottom. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so shocked. Not capitalism, our old friend. I don't believe no. it. No, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um I when there's a thing in that she writes in here it says this country's wealth was built on exploitation and mm. violence. And those who worked hardest to build it were not empowered or enriched by its success. They were enslaved people, migrant laborers, and domestic workers. And that's, I mean. Mm-hmm. And she even talks about, like, I think when she, when she gets into it about, like, okay, well, you know what I mean? The thing that white men cling to is, like, well, if we give everyone rights, it'll be jarring to the public. And it's oh like, oh god, that was so funny. Who would it be jarring? Who? Who's the public that it would be jarring to? Say it. Say the quiet part out loud. Who's the public that it'll be jarring to? Because yeah. women would be fine not being harassed, and I'm pretty sure we will be able to adjust how we speak and adjust. Of course, there's always going to be issues with some people who just want to be problematic. Right. But if we just have a society where we just don't accept that, then I'm pretty sure they'll just have to suck it up and. And kick okay rocks and go somewhere or go somewhere else or figure it out like i love it when people say kick rocks mm, so kick rocks funny. is my favorite it's, so yeah, like amber go kick rocks <laughs> kick <laughs> rocks that's right um well and then how we've gotten to this we live in a world where those people are elected to our public officials and re-elected and re-elected and re-elected and re-elected and then moved to the supreme yep. court yep yep and then like the thing about like this this really most women and people of color have to claw their way to any chance at success or power, have to work twice as hard as white men and prove themselves to be exceptional talents before we begin to entertain discussions of truly equal representation in our workplaces or government. I, in that, I think about, I always brag about how it was like so sweet of Livshiz to be like, you should speak more as a black woman. You know what I mean? People are going to want to not hear you. Mm-hmm. How exhausting is it to be a black woman mm-hmm. who always has to speak because you're constantly being talked over, who has to go out of their way mm-hmm. to be saying something? Mm-hmm. How exhausting is it to be a black woman that constantly is trying to be heard? That's fucking tiring. Yep. Like, I just, I think yep. about that, and then I'm like, no wonder school was such a burnout to me because it felt like I had to carry so many conversations because I was mm-hmm. the one representing my demographic. Mm-hmm. I was the one being a little different mm-hmm. than whatever everyone else was. Like, I had to have that other perspective of, and I didn't always. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I was always so good about, but it's like, even in situations with my family now, I have to be the one that speaks up. Someone has to be the one that says, no, this isn't, that's mm-hmm. stupid, that's crazy, that mm-hmm. doesn't work, and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. How exhausting, how exhausted are we as like, just in this little group of having to talk to, having conversations with men being yeah. like, oh, let's unpack that. Because you can't just mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck do you believe that? Yeah. Like, are you serious right because, now? Yeah, we can though. We, we can, can. But, we but can. what happens? Like At how, what cost, you know? Exactly. At what cost? If that's what it is constantly, where it's like, we could be those people. Well, I think, uh, yeah, please. Well, I think it I think it is different for white women. Mm-hmm. Like I'm definitely trying to do that more in spaces with white mm-hmm. men. Um just to be like how's it feel? How'd that feel? How'd that, that didn't sit that right with you, you did it. Did like you like that? I How also that? I feel yeah. like I say that. I feel comfortable to do that a lot also. And I don't know if it comes from I'm I usually don't I'm not going to go up to a random stranger. But I usually do get a little antagonistic with people. And I don't 
don't know what it is either because I guess I'm not like a white woman either but like I think it also comes with being like kind of cute where it's like what are you gonna do like you still want to sleep with me so like you're what are you mad at me like no you still want to hook up with me like you're gonna have to listen to what I had to say and even I'm gonna smile at the end of it and probably laugh it off so you don't punch me and get mad at me (laughs) but that's but that's what I'm trying that's what I'm trying to push back against is um not necessarily like okay because here's something i want to frame too is i don't think the answer to white male supremacy is then recreating the system mm-hmm. with yes women right no yeah no or, no you know, whatever nope. on top there doesn't need to nope. be a yes. top i'm not going to do back Mm-mm. to you what nope. you do to me I'm just not going to perform femininity in a way that makes you yes. comfortable. Ooh, I I'm love just that. going to not that's do like the beautiful. song and the song and dance of like, oh, that's such an interesting perspective. Ryan. <laughs> I've never heard it that way, Ryan. I'm just going to be like, that was some fuck shit you said, and I don't agree with you. It's, but like, you yes, know? that is what it should be because what are we do? Like, why do I have to sit here and be like? Okay, but I'm just trying to give you another perspective. Like, no, I think you should just hear my perspective. Another perspective. Like, I feel like that is what I fit, sit there and say in so many conversations. And it's like, oh, but that hasn't worked. So we're going to swap. Yeah, you're right. We got to switch up tactics. Because, like, you don't want to hear me when I'm, like, being nice. You don't mm-hmm. care to you have a care. gentle conversation with me. And about- if you get angry, like... God forbid. God forbid we have to you deal with that angry. thing. Yes. I mean, we were we were talking about that just for a second, like those interviews and things with the Luo. She's so gentle. Mm. She's so gentle. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this very approachable demeanor that she gives off. Mm. And I was like, is this her professional persona that she has had to develop to feel like she can be taken seriously? In a world that does not want to hear from her. Yeah. Or is she just lucky enough mm-hmm. to be one of those truly gentle people? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I can understand it either way. I, I feel like that's just a question that mm-hmm. you almost have to ask. Because we do have to perform that level yeah. of femininity. Like, Mary, that's such a good, good, good point. Like, of course I don't want to, like, rock the boat with certain people. You outweigh me. You're stronger than me. Your voice is louder than mine. Or like, yeah. Or even, or you have power over yeah, me. Go ahead, like Lisa. in the workplace. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And You're there's no boss. way you will take my opinions and not take them personal. Right. Nothing I tell you would not be taken personal. Especially like, if it's to like critique something in a way that may improve a system in mm-hmm, a different way. Mm-hmm. Like that can't possibly be your suggestion, and it can't be taken seriously. Yeah. I want to share why I'm so excited, actually, about this book. As hard as it was to read the preface. Yes! uh, So on page 11, I'm going to quote here. It's in the preface. That's on the paperback. It's in the introduction. Every day we face... Yeah, every day we face a new onslaught of white male anger, aggression, fear, or incompetence. My friends and I stare at each other... And wonder over it like this. Okay, so this is the next. What I'm about to say is basically where I've been for several years. Um, My daughter. So my daughter attended what I would say is one of the two best private schools in our state for the last four years. Yeah. And every day I would drop her off at school amongst a sea of Teslas and Range Rovers and, you know, wealth. Right. And then and then drive back over to the southeast side of town where I worked and see the the total opposite of that 
Yeah. And yeah. by the way, I would feel like the the stress kind of roll off me the closer I got to the east side <laughs> because right. it just was unnatural right. for yeah. me. But it's mm-hmm. okay. So then she says, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Is the question everyone seems to be asking, is it Trump? Are all these men just angry at Obama? Is it the internet? Is it the decline of public education? Is it going to get worse? How did we go so wrong? And I, and that's, that is how I felt. It's like trying to tease it out and get to the root problem. Just Mm -hmm. how do you do that? And how do you do that when you're in it every day? Right. Yeah. So then on the next page, this is where I was like, oh yes, I need this book. Uh, On the next page, (laughs) she says part of the road that was deliberately laid out, laid down before the angry white men we see today. I saw them encouraged by every hero, every leader, and every history book to be what they became. And I saw that the path that began far before our last presidential election, far before any of our current political leaders were born, extends into the future regardless of who wins the next election. And I Mm -hmm, wanted to mm -hmm. see the entire map. And she's going to give it to us. And I need that map. She was it. I can't remember if it was. I don't think it was. Yes. In the, was this in the first chapter that she had kind of talked about? Like, I can't remember if it was in this or if it was like a TikTok that I saw. But it was like basically breaking down the idea that it's not necessarily like the victor rewriting. It's like the oppressor rewriting history mm-hmm. to fit the oppressor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember if it, I don't think it was in this book. I think it was some other. I was watching. Honestly, it has to be because I've always just soaking. Up. I mean, that's what history is, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's the history we yeah. get. Yeah, is the history yeah. of the oppressors, yes. the yeah. winners of the wars. Yeah, yeah. That's actually. Yeah. I think it's like just before she like wraps up the, um, the intro where she's like. We're gonna dive through the history of our country. We're gonna find some key moments and things, and we're gonna get into it. And I mean, I'm a history major. This is my, this is my candy. I love shit like this. So like that even spoke to me more. And I have like I've gone ahead a bit, and I'm almost done with chapter one already. And I was just like shaking my head and like, yep, yep. Yep, like the whole way through it, like, fuck. Because people, people don't learn real history. No. And when they do, yeah. do you know who writes it? Dusty, yeah. dry, out of touch, white men. That's who writes history. Yep. That's who gives us our history books. Yep. That's why when you're in class, kids are like totally zoned out. And oh my God, history is so boring. History is the coolest thing out there. You cannot compete and the fact that with real shit. And everything we get right now is wrong. Yes. It's wrong. Yeah. Well, and so, more like, than that. So many degrees. It's not even like in our whole society. Yep. Our success is based around your proximity or like how well you can perform as a white man. Yep. How well you can be the white man that mm. fit that white man structure. Psychology. How well you can be. That white man, how mm-hmm. well you can adapt to the white man's society, how well you can fit into white man's spaces. That's yep. what our society is. Yep. That's well, what it's, it's become. Painful. That's what it always was. Sorry. No, leave, Well, no, and leave, also, no. like, how much history is anybody even getting? Because I am really convinced that our whole culture is a psychological yep. operation against us. Like, there are so many distractions <laughs> and fluff 
and bullshit that yep i mean is anybody even learning history well and i think so much of this now this push to be like this is my like weird theory that i go on my conspiracy i want i want to hear it well because i think i i feel like i don't know if you've noticed this too mary and like you ladies as well just on social media Mm -hmm. i feel like you can see that rise of anti-intellectualism again yes and for me I think it has to be rooted in the fact that the intellectualism we are getting now is stuff like this, mm-hmm. where it is more of a complete history, where mm-hmm. you're learning things mm-hmm. that you didn't learn before, mm-hmm. but you needed to learn because you that's how we will learn. change. And it's different than what we learned. And I think something about that has turned our whole generations off, like our mm-hmm. generation, off, not ours. I mean, kind of. I think in a lot of ways it has, like, mm-hmm. to reading a book. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a big push now against reading and stuff, too. Yep. Like, weird little things where you're like, oh, gosh. Oh, what's I mean, wrong let's talk about us? the like, book challenges we... by the, the crazies going on in our state, in our country. Yes. Tell me about it. I don't know this. Tell me. Like, banned books being banned and stuff? Oh, it's like, a, it's like the new yeah. kind of dog whistle where, uh, you know, all these parents who were devoting their time at school board meetings talking about how their kids were oppressed for having to wear masks are now on to how books in the libraries are, you know, they think they're bad and shouldn't be there based on their own fucked up values. Well, like the, the attack of the critical race theory, which critical race theory is showing the full Mm -hmm. picture of being black Mm -hmm. in America and the black Mm -hmm. experience. It's not anything that isn't based (laughs) in truth, which is what is so and for me, I think like it's, we it's don't so know, heinous, yeah. you know, it's so heinous because I'm talking to that man or this man telling him like our country has a lot of barriers to entry and trying to break down to him that it was my grandparents, mm-hmm. my 60, 70 year old grandparents who were the first African-American students at their schools that they went to in Fort Wayne, Indiana, like in oh, our wow. state that was never in the mm-hmm. Confederacy. That was never like, what are you talking about? It's. It's insane to think that you as a white man haven't had more privileges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. knowing the fact that my grandparents weren't able to, you know what I mean? We're, we're the first to own a home in, our, in their generation. You know what I mean? In our families. Like, they were the first to have a house. They have a home in downtown Fort Wayne. And it's totally run. You know what I mean? The neighborhood is, is run down. It's very terrifying. They live right off Pontiac. It's terrifying. But it's like. Yeah, that's their yeah. home. I would they say would it's leave. not actually. I th- sorry. It's really uh, not, and it's really it's not, not as it's really not as terrifying <laughs> as you would think it is. Truly, that's the myth that I feel like to as everybody. a girl, I'm oh. always oh 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 my gosh. I I when I lived downtown, I remember because my parents lived southwest Fort Wayne. They were like yes, <gasps> Mary. That's so terrifying and scary. But it's like I lived downtown. I lived like a few blocks to the right of like North Wells street. And it was yeah. great. Well, like, and I, it was fine. I think I, I agree. Cause you had said that too, kind of with like going into like the South or like where you would drop your kids off and then you would come back to the East side. And it's like, I agree. I feel more danger in a wealthier area where people don't look like me. I can go into a gas station on the South side of town and not feel as like, Oh man, this guy's really looking at me. This old guy's giving me a weird mm-hmm. look as much as I, like, you know what I mean? Less than I would when I go to, yeah, on the Southwest side and I'm, there's like a old man just ogling me and I'm like, oh, sorry, I totally, you know I didn't I mean, mean to like, like cut you off and be like, you're wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, 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 but no. I mean, I wanted to, <laughs> you're right I wanted to defend but the South guess, side. 
<laughs> you're right though. You're yeah. you're not even wrong. I think run down in my head, it's not the people, it is the streets. It is the fact that we have completely abandoned our neighborhoods in that area. Yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. have abandoned it for our downtown being redone and everything because that's where money money is and yeah. we I I think I think our downtown is such a good example of like kind of the gentrification and white male takeover mm-hmm. of a t- place mm-hmm. where you go on one side and it's like Westbury and you're like oh everybody's buying up these houses and there's a new hospital going up and mm-hmm. we're renting all these houses out to we turned it into a bunch of apartments and you can rent your house out and we can and you can get a $30 meal $200,000 and you can walk to the and yeah. you can walk to the Tin Caps game you can have access to downtown easily and then you go to the other side on the east side and it is hasn't even been started won't even put a cent into like redoing the roads redoing the streets repaving anything no one's putting little ice cream shops there nobody's making their little businesses that it's like a complete like they've abandoned like the city has completely been like oh but not this don't don't look at this don't look over there though you know and it's it's insane i don't know but it was all that to say it just was crazy having to break down to this man like you don't even understand the fact that my grandparents were the first to be able to buy a house which is what builds generational wealth like Mm -hmm. being able to own property Property. Mm -hmm. own land own something that Mm -hmm. you can sell in like you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's that base where you don't even understand that. You mm-hmm. don't even understand the idea that, like, my other grandpa, my Mexican grandpa, came out of the war, and he, you know what I mean? And he didn't, he was he didn't get a house, and mm-hmm. he was an alcoholic, and he had substance abuse issues at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep. completely abandon the fact that, no, there are people being left behind in our society, because we have to leave people behind in order to push up the, that, those mediocre yeah. so white guys. So can just barely do what they do mm-hmm. and not push any further past that. Yeah. Yeah. See, this want, is where I it gets so... mentioned. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Lisa, please. Please. Well, and this is where this is like, I'm totally a conspiracy theorist and I don't, and I think maybe people just poke fun at conspiracy theorists because they don't want us looking at the real problems, but well, these also these people are QAnon full 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 blown. So mm, they're mm. conspiracy theorists on a whole other side. Yeah, they're conspiracy yeah. theorists, not for us, not not for our benefit, not yeah. to see our, but to see how we're mm. oppressing them. Go ahead, but, keep going. But sorry. you know what we <laughs> saw, the other side. what we saw with the pandemic, really in stark relief, is that our whole society is based on um, service and selling things, right? Selling things. And if that shuts down, I mean, I think that's why we couldn't shut down and do a real quarantine to stop the spread because our, our whole society would fall apart. It's not built for that. We need to be out there working all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just barely make it it, it, and oppressing, uh, keeping people oppressed. I mean, who's going to serve your McDonald's if you don't have people living in poverty? Well, you're not wrong. We saw that. Yeah. We saw when people started leaving their jobs and being like more willing to just say "fuck you." We don't have mm-hmm. to. We don't have to worry about getting kicked out of our homes. Doesn't I think we she don't have to worry about being about that evicted? In the preface, in the yeah, preface of the book or in the introduction where she was like when the people, pandemic yes. made it obvious that like the first people to be cut to be diminished were people of color and then women because both their partners and their bosses felt like they should be at home. And I think the one thing that she didn't touch on in that is that when everybody stays at home, 
and mom is working at home, mom is generally is still now supposed to become teacher at home, work at home, do all the things on top of that at home. So like what comes down on women, I can only imagine comes down harder on black women, women of color. Like we were feeling that stress and who better, did anyone get anything out of it? Did anyone get any, who got, I got an OCD you know diagnosis. Got a bunch of money? <laughs> I know. I fell into a depression hole. Do you know who had massive, like, who profits? came out of it on top? Who came out of it on top? Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. All the people yeah. who invested in these companies because they maybe saw it coming and maybe knew we were going to have to shut down soon and start buying masks. And-, and I mean, let's face it, we're all smarter than Jeff Bezos. He just got lucky. In a world that is designed to propel well, him forward. Well, and didn't forward. he come for money? Didn't Jeff Bezos Probably. come for money? I hope that gets. I hope we get to watch Jeff Bezos get guillotined <laughs> on Zoom. For some reason, happens. I thought he had like come for money, <laughs> they or he roll had like. It out. But he There's knew rich show. people or something. Full circle. You know what I mean? A full circle moment. But it's like it's exactly that. It's like yeah. Elon Musk, where it's like, no, your parents owned a mine where they had slaves, like. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, no, he's not that smart. He just has people like work dying in his in his uh, factories, became... working, barely surviving, barely yeah. paying rent. Like it's you know, Tori, you just sent me that video about Henry Ford. I didn't know any. I didn't know that shit. I literally showed that to Rachel, and we were like, <laughs> yes, we're like, I need to see that. He's, I'll send it to you. But it was basically like he was this massive white supremacist. Oh my God, shock! Not not Henry Ford. Not Weird. a staple in our American society. Not, not, not the guy white. who created the forty-hour work week. Not the guy oh, who created the weekend. Yeah. Yes, but it was basically so about how he had created these little villages or little towns for his factory workers and how mm-hmm. one of them was for the, like, uh, like black factory workers, obviously, people of color factory workers, and then the white factory workers, of course. And, like, the names were something crazy. I think it was, like, Inktown or something in, like, Whitesville or something. Like, it was something <laughs> insanely, like, racist. And it was about how he would, like, he, ha- he made people, like, wasn't it if they went through his college or university, they had to, like, do this whole, like, dawning of their cultural stuff and then, like, removal of it and acceptance of white cultural. It's like an absolute blatant, in-your-face, I just want you to well, conform to what we're doing, and I want you to show everyone that I did it. Like, pride in mm. turning everyone into our beautiful white... The TikTok was talking about how he's, like, a real-life... Like, he's villain. a real-life villain. villain. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I need to see that. That Hitler Hitler had a fit a photo of Henry Ford yes, on his desk. Shut up. That was what sent me. That was like he was like, look what this guy's doing in America. In it's my head, great. I just this is in my I head, I just what I'm doing. I just picture after. him like when you have like a loving picture of your wife, and you're just like, oh, he just strokes the picture. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, Literally. here's the Jews, and then he's like, dra- like grace, like gracefully like touches that little picture, and he's like, for it's you, it's all Henry for you. Ford. Wow, it's all wow. for you, Mr. Ford. Yeah, I can't even do an accent. We need to have like a Henry Ford deep dive. I wonder if she gets into. I wonder if she gets into Henry Ford. I can't imagine she missed out. Tim in this little trample through. Okay, yeah. just so you know, we are yeah. at hour 12 minutes, so we've got about 18 minutes. Is there anything that we want to hit before we wrap up? Because in all, all, all honesty, I'm going to say, I feel as though this entire episode is purge time. Yeah. So anything, anything before we... Ooh, let's see. I feel 
there was something I was mad about this week about. Well, I don't know. I sent right, you guys that funny. I sent you guys that funny little TikTok about from Lisa Traeger, one of my other favorite podcast hosts from my SVU. She's I my SVU her. podcast host, so I already I like I follow her. I you did. It's it was so over. Funny. She was like, "What? So you get in unconditional love, and I can't even sleep in. Like God, yeah, like, <laughs> I can't get anything. I can't anything." Lisa, we had this discussion because I had gotten into it with this man about basically like having kids doesn't give you some greater sense of love than. Like, and it's really sad if that's what gave you your sense of love, having a child. You had to literally fucking nut in a girl and then mm-hmm. watch her poop out a baby before you were like, oh, and wow, love. women are people and babies, and I love, again. Like, you didn't even love your wife like that. <laughs> that's what's nuts, Shane. Basic yeah. empathy. Well, that's always yeah. nuts, too, because it's like, you didn't realize women were people until you had a daughter, so your wife's not a person. Yeah. Tell me right now if your wife's not a person. Mm. Tell me right now if you don't think your wife's a person. Yeah. If you don't think she deserves oh. a friend. <laughs> and they don't because it's that thing of Ownership. we like our daughters to be more important. Yes, or more strong than we like our wives to be. Mm-hmm. Our wives have to be submissive. Our daughters should be able to stand up for themselves and fight back against guys because we know men. We know right. how men are. Yeah. Yep. That's my purge. Oof. I love it. I hate men. Oh, happy Black History Month. Yeah. Also, oh, happy Black, happy Black History, History Month. Month. Mississippi has passed legislation that will make sure that white people will have a special judicial system appointed by an all-white legislation what? to be able to govern over either the blackest city or second blackest city in America. What? I'll send you guys a link. I don't know if I have all of yeah. the details what, right. Better put that in the show notes, too. Thing. I mean, they, they were like, yeah. whoever wrote that article was like, and this white group will do this thing, and this white group will do this thing, and the number of citizens who are people of color in this area. And the thing is, people do not understand, like, I don't even know. So what, what I, I so like, so congratulations, Mississippi. Your standard of shit traditions continue. I, but it's like it's the fact that what the fuck? Yeah, really. I'm trying to explain to a white man the yeah. fact that you know people of color sometimes aren't necessarily worried about I need a really good job and worried about tomorrow because they have to focus on today. People right. are in survival mode. We yes. are in survival mode yes. a lot of the time. There are so many African American communities. I feel like. That constantly such a good in point. survival mode and you can't make forward progress when you're in survival mode you can't think about tomorrow when you have to think about today when you have to think about your paycheck when you have to think about food when you have to think about all these other things and that's exhausting because it's like for me that's like are, are we lacking black voters in that area and we probably are because people are focused on other things because gerrymandering and That's gerrymandering. A whole other topic, and we're gerrymandering. We only have a few more minutes. I don't no, want to cut right. you let's off, cut but it. I want Mary let's and Lisa to I have to stop. Yeah, let, I want Mary and Lisa to have a second. Do you have anything you want to quick get off your chest before we go? No. I am. It's cool. <laughs> I think I'm good. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> if I start, I, was, I won't I was stop. that way last week. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's heavy sigh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm trying to where do I start today? What did I do this week? What did, what did the world do to piss me I off mean, this week? <laughs> what a white guy do this is i mean 
This is just, this one feels a little bit like whatever, but just ride Always. with me. I'm like, I'm in the passenger seat. Ride or die, music. I've been <laughs> all week, all week, I've been thinking about like the fact that I have to just keep participating working. in this. Like, I'm like, I just, here's the thing with the rest of my life, I, my sweet, okay, Mary Oliver, what am I gonna do with my one wild and oh. precious life? Like, I'm like, how do I. Find a career that I deeply mm-hmm. enjoy, that doesn't suck the soul mm-hmm. out of me, that allows me to live in a, in a way that makes <clears throat> sense to me. Like, how do I live an intuitive mm-hmm. life? Like a slave to the system? <laughs> like existential. That. But like all week, I'm just like, I need, I need we it have to, to work. That. It, that, like, it, that's not. What? And you see so many. I just. Why guys do that all the time where they're like, well, I just invested in this and then I did this and then I put my money around. It kills me the amount of effort that goes into my other project that I do that's also a podcast when it gets compared to, I don't normally get to say this and maybe I'll cut it, but the men who get thousands and thousands and thousands of views who all look like thumbs, who all say the same thing, who copy their artwork from people who are way more talented than they are and are never, in my opinion, entertaining. We, on the other hand, funny as fuck. Brilliant. Well-researched, kind, good conversations every single time. These guys monetize. Us? Nope. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and it's always for their silly little things. For them exactly. To talk about like how the much stupidest we things. And... We put together this Lego house made of a thousand blah, yeah. blah, blah, <laughs> big late. And they're like a million and five views? How did that? Yeah. What? I know. Gloria Steinem. Junk culture. Mona I mean, interview. that's kind of where we're at. 1.2 views. Yeah. 1.2K views. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mary, right. do you need to run? Because we could, do, I mean, we could do this. I do all actually. Day I'm sorry. Long. Like, don't do this all day. I know. I know. All day. I'm sorry. No, I love it. It's totally fine. We have to have parameters, or we would never get anywhere. No. So it is absolutely fine. <laughs> but I'm yeah. so, I'm so excited to yes. continue with yes. this book. I think yes. it's going to be Lisa, really awesome. Take us down a journey. I love that you're here with us. I think mm-hmm. your experience, your yes. your brilliance, your, your knowledge. Yes, I think I think this is going to be so good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me to participate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for making time to do it. I love it. Okay. Being here, I know. We'll be recording again next week. We're moving on into the first chapter of the book. What is it? Cowboys and Patriots. Yeah. Or Cowboys and something. Something. Cowboys and Patriots. How the West. It's gonna be really weird. It's gonna be a bunch of white dudes doing really terrible things. Be ready for Buffalo Bill. (laughs) What do you mean, like history? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to our podcast. So anyway, welcome. This is Mary and Tracy and Lisa. Don't worry. Let's, uh, let's discuss. <laughs> All right. We will cut it off there. Ladies, I love you.